Today I had a master reef guide, underwater videographer, scuba diving instructor, and all-around legend Pablo join me on the Ocean Pancake podcast. He shares his experience of working on the Great Barrier Reef in the tourism industry, how important ecotourism is, how this COVID-19 situation has impacted the Great Barrier Reef, some pros of what's going on, some of the downsides you guys may have heard of the recent bleaching offense, and then why it's so important to get the boats back out, have a tourists back out, and a really interesting analogy about doctors, nurses, and our place in protecting the Great Barrier Reef. So if you are interested in anything to do with the Great Barrier Reef, coral reefs, conservation, make sure to check this out, as well as check out Pablo's incredible work. He has volunteered with Parlay. He's volunteered with Reef Restoration Foundation. He just spends his time protecting our oceans, and he's someone I truly admire and cannot wait to get the chance to work with in the future. As always, if you have a moment, it would mean the world to me if you could rate this podcast and um, potentially become a Patreon, support the mission with getting yourself a Plastic is the Killer t-shirt from oceanpancake.com, or just send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking, how you're doing, sending you positive thoughts during this time. And yeah, let's listen to some coral reef chats. Every day, there's a new news story about the crisis facing our ocean. Whether it's the plastic issue, overfishing, pollution, if the oceans die, we die. Fortunately, we have plenty of environmental activists, marine conservationists, and eco-warriors who are out there every day fighting to protect our oceans and our Earth. On the Ocean Pancake Podcast, we're going to be hearing from some of them about how to decrease our environmental footprint, go plastic-free, participate in ocean conservation, cleanups, and even maybe some marine science. So welcome to the Ocean Pancake Podcast, where the goal is sustainability and living a turquoise life. My name is Kat Andreskova, and I'm your host today. Let's get into this week's episode. Uh, so my name is Pablo. I, I work on the Great Barrier Reef. I've been working here for the last uh, five years as a diving instructor, marine biologist, and also master reef guide. I do focus myself a lot in uh, underwater uh, f- uh, filming and videography in order to try to inspire people worldwide to see what are the changes that we are facing and how we can improve them and how we can help. So that is probably my my passion and and what I focus all the all the effort and there are so many cool things out there I think that we are really lucky to work in the most biodiverse ecosystem of the planet that is the Great Barrier Reef and it stretches uh, 2,300 kilometers along the east coast of Australia so it's such a diverse complex and resilient ecosystem go almost from Papua New Guinea to uh, Brisbane so imagine the size of Italy, Japan, New Zealand. It's a mesmerizing ecosystem. And every single day I fall more, more in love with this place. Um, I would love to talk now how uh, the industry in Australia, the tourist industry, is, uh, in terms of the Great Barrier Reef, is massive. We have 65,000 people directly employed with the reef. And it is linked in the sense that it's the best manager system of the world. Uh, we have a, a lot of uh, contact and 
collaboration with Marine Park, the, marine, the best marine national park of the planet. And what is facing right now uh, the Great Barrier Reef is that we've been implementing a lot of ecotourism, so involving uh, uh, guests and people that, that visit the reef in be able to collect meaningful data to help the management of the reef like with uh, surveys and also people just uh, taking photos and also teaching them how important the reef is and what they can do it do to protect it so we are really lucky to have 3800 different reefs even saying that we only get to visit around three percent on the great barrier reef three percent of the coral reefs and islands we have, there are almost a, a thousand islands exist on the gbr and the beauty of all of this is that the whole tourist industry is connected. We collaborate a lot with each other. And one of the things that make that possible is not only the Marine National Park, it's also the creation of massive reef guides. That is something that was created two years ago and was a collaboration between Tourism Queensland, AMTO, Association of Marine Tourism Operators, and also the Marine National Park that provide us all the training, knowledge, and background about the reef. Uh, in now we have 65 people uh, spread all along the coast and we have daily uh, meetings and we, we talk to each other about the challenge that we are facing and how uh, we can improve and also sharing the, the beauty and the wonders of this natural ecosystem. Uh, during the last uh, two weeks, um, this uh, thriving ecosystem and this beautiful tourism industry that is one of the biggest of Australia. And in my opinion, it's one of the major reasons that people visit this country. Uh, it's obviously closing down because of coronavirus. That is one of the, the things that we are facing. And most of the boats, they're not going out anymore. And they tell us maybe four, between four weeks to eight weeks, so probably a couple of months out of the water. A few of us, we're still working a little bit in maintenance of the boat and marketing and stuff. Other people, they will be um, stood down. That is what the companies are doing at the moment. Uh, they are not capable to, uh, to pay them. I mean, that is a challenge that pretty much everyone is facing worldwide. For us, it's more about don't having the chance to go into the reef is, is something that we are not used to, you know, be able to have that magnificent place and place as a backyard, as an as a office. When, when you see it every day, you realize that when you cannot see it anymore, it's, it's, it's challenging. So uh, I do believe that the tourist industry has a really important ecological role uh, to protect the reef, you know, we do not only collect the data to help the management of the reef, also the tourist industry, what does with environmentally management charts is help the Marine National Park to keep uh, all the uh, part of the operations rolling. So that is a fee that is uh, six and a half dollars that every individual to visit the reef uh, has to pay in part of, in part of the price. So in, in that sense, they contribute to the protection of the reef. And that is something that they know when they go to the boats. We, we make them proud, proud of that. So 
ecotourism, in my opinion, is, and many people's opinion, is the best way to look after any natural environment. And obviously, the Great Barrier Reef is one of them. We uh, have the shutdown of the majority of the boats, so that means that we cannot go to see how the reef is doing. And also, boats uh, control population of animals like chronothrom, sea stars, and drupelas that eat the coral. So those two things, they cannot be removed during this time. So definitely, yeah, the shutdown of the uh, tourist industry to, through COVID-19 uh, can have a negative impact in that sense. Uh, I would love to talk also recently things. Um, we've been facing during the last five years uh, three major bleaching events, 2016 and 17, especially on the northern section of the GBR, so from Cairns up north. There, there were a few of the corals during a, a few weeks. They, they, they got uh, heat stress and uh, a few of the coral, uh, corals lost the colors. Many of them, especially during 2016, got the color back. The ones uh, that they uh, spent too long without the plant that lives on the top of them that provides them food and also colors, uh, they eventually die. During 2017 was uh, similar flushes. That was the first time that we had bleaching back to back on the Great Barrier Reef, and that uh, stress band was also more spread on the northern section of the GBR. Nothing major down south. The reason is because we had a pressure system, or also known as a cyclone, close to Fiji. Now, uh, this year, 2020, we didn't expect uh, to have any stress event due to the water temperatures during the beginning of summer. They were lower than average, but during the last uh, month and a half, we've been experiencing signs of stress on the northern, middle, and also this time, southern section of the GBR. Uh, we exactly don't know perfectly um, how the, the stress is spread, how strong it is, and we've been doing surveys for the last uh, few months intensively, and to be able to understand more the extent of uh, this, this event. On the northern section of the GBR, from aerial surveys, Terry Huge confirmed that the in reefs, they are moderate um, stress. When the out of reef, uh, they saw none or just a little bit of stress. On the middle section of the GBR, that is uh, down to Cairns, down south of Cairns to Townsville, all the way to Mackay, um, they can see that they have. You can cut that part of the recording. So have that. Can you hear me? Yeah, it just broke up a little bit that last part. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's stopping to the car. Maybe you can get that. Yeah, beautiful. So um, that that is for the northern section of the UBR that is considered until Kent. From the middle section of the UBR that is from Kent down to Townsville and Mackay, they uh, go to see severe stress events uh, and also as bleaching um, on the insole reefs and moderate in the outer reef. And the southern section of the GBR, they just finishing the, all the surveys, they are going to see, they are seeing um, severe in the insole reef and non-existent or moderate in the outer reef. So I say severe or moderate, uh, 
difficult to to um, analyze how the stresses on the GBR, like I said, 3,800 coral reefs. They are coral reefs that doesn't have any stress whatsoever. All the coral reefs that have just a little bit, and other ones that have a lot. So that depends of the local weather patterns and moderate uh, stress. Uh, normally end up with really low rate of mortality on those corals when severe stress um, uh, end up with higher rate of mortality. But like I said, these are area surveys and in order to know more depth about those areas, uh, they will have to, they are, they are conducting now more underwater surveys. Okay, now I'm playing. <laughs> <laughs> Always the happens. Yeah, there is like one plane a day or something like that. <laughs> oh, wow. Beautiful, I can fly my drone. I can fly my drone now. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, continue, try to summarize and keep it shorter. Uh, uh, so Terry Hughes Marine National Park, the ACU, Australian Marine Conservation, uh, Australian Marine Institutes of Science, uh, and also uh, the tourist industry collaborate with Iron the Reef to the understood and son of the, this uh, new weather event and heat uh, stress event, known as a, the third uh, major bleaching event on the Great Barrier Reef in the last five years. We are quite positive this year in the sense of we have a low pressure system from north to south three weeks ago that cooled down the temperatures uh, really, really quick. And now we are uh, below uh, any temperatures that can stress corals, so 28, 27 degrees Celsius, which is kind of normal for this time of the year. But that is because we have the low pressure system that really, really saves many of the areas. And like that reminds us that maybe stress events like bleaching can happen yearly in the near future. And we are in the mercy of what the local weather does. So this year we were pretty lucky because we have the cyclone, we are not sure what is going to happen next year or in the next decade. Uh, even saying that the reef is really robust, resilient, and in the last few years we got to see a lot of coral spawning, recruitments, baby corals growing everywhere, and many of the areas that didn't get affected whatsoever by the stress, or the areas that uh, got affected, we got to see a great, great recovery, and other places that they got severely affected, uh, we got to see lower recovery uh, than usual. The best way to describe the Great Barrier Reef or any coral reef is with the word patchy. Every, every reef is different and even one single reef, there are so many different areas, chains in, in a few hundred meters. Why? Because how this is the shape of the reef, the currents, the weather, the depths, and the water quality. All right, so that is the downside. The beautiful side of all of this is that uh, we remain quite positive in what uh, the reef could do in the next few decades if we really low carbon emissions, that COVID-19 is helping us a lot to do it. What is, is, the, is, is the best thing that happened for climate change? We feel sorry for people lost and obviously it's affecting a lot of the economy, but in terms of uh, how it's affecting carbon emissions, they haven't seen uh, something like that ever. And that proves that we, if we want, we can tackle climate change. If we really want, we can reduce our carbon emissions and 
give a breath uh, to Mother Nature. So that is what I, I believe that we really can put our things together and look after the reef. I was talking all the time. Do you, you have No, that's questions? really good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you, you can tell that you're a master reef guide, you know, you know how to um, share your knowledge very eloquently and well with the public. Um, it is it is really good to to see that the you know reef is potentially having a break and that we could see some positive impacts but do you think there'll be just as much tourism in the future and will there be any adjustments um to like decreasing carbon emissions then like are do you know if companies are working now how to decrease um their impacts on the reef during this time mm, yes so i've been doing a lot of studies uh, around that we as a tourism get to experience 0.6% of the entire Great Barrier Reef system. So we get mm -hmm. to visit around 3% of the reefs, but if in those 3% of the reefs, in the 3% of the reefs, um, the area that people can swim on the top, dive on the top, use boats, uh, helicopters, things like that, is around 0.6%. So it's really, really low. That help us to understand better the reef. That help us to tell daily uh, what the reef is doing. And I uh, have a person that I really admire a lot called Christian Jones, and he used a, a really cool um, way to describe the reef. If the reef uh, is the patient, mm -hmm. um, who the tourist industry is. You know, we have uh, the doctors that are uh, the scientists, that they know a lot of things about the reef, but they don't go to the reef daily. You know, they know a lot of things about, about uh, what is, can happen to the reef, but they don't see that patient all the time. Then we have the nurses, that is us. We are the people that is able to see the reef every single day. We know really, really well what is going on with our patient every single day. Maybe we don't have as much knowledge, but we really contribute to the, to, to, to look after the reef yeah. and then what happened with the guests the guests at the end are the family the guests are the people that really uh, want go to reef they don't have that much knowledge about how is the health of a reef or not we are able to teach them and they're able to help us you know they're able to help to 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 the reef that at the end takes part is in my opinion is part of of my family yeah. <laughs> and these these people go to the reef they are able to get inspired about the reef and when they go back home they can really uh, take uh, meaningful actions to reduce carbon emissions and protect the reef in a global scale so definitely tourism take a major input in the protection not only of the reef in in general the planet and how is um, the ecotourism in Australia and especially the Great Barrier Reef with all the master reef guys and such an incredible amount of people passionate to look after uh, this incredible ecosystem, uh, we definitely want to come back as soon as possible and be able to inspire people daily. So I believe that we need to, to get the tourist industry back in the fit and we have so many people that want to get back back in the water it will happen really slow and probably will not be the same that we got to know in the last 10 years a few of the tourism operators maybe they don't come back hopefully many of them they do uh, a slow ramp up 
So if someone is hearing me, we do highly encourage you to visit this ecosystem. The best thing that you can do to protect the reef, visit it. Learn about it, get inspired, and learn what things you can do in your daily life to, to look after it. But when you see something and you love it, you're more willing to put the effort to protect it. So. That's very true. That's something I say on all my episodes. That's one of the biggest goals, education and inspiration, because that inspires actions. Um, um, so the one question I ask all my guests at the end of the episode, which is what would be the one piece of advice you would give people who want to protect our reef or our oceans from wherever they are in the world, whether they're landlocked or by the sea, what is something everyone should be doing to help protect our planet? Lead by example. Mm -hmm. My opinion, many people are now trying to tell everyone what to do. And I, I think that no one is perfect. I'm the first person, I'm not perfect, and I will probably never be. I will always try my best uh, to reduce carbon emissions, uh, always get involved in as many projects as you can. Uh, volunteering is something that will teach you a lot of things. You will need a lot of people. So volunteering in any local project that you can probably is, is my biggest piece of advice. I, I've been volunteering so I, I can uh, remember with um, NGOs and the amount of things incredible people that I met and the coolest projects that I got to see and the amount of cool places that I've been just volunteering, I cannot even believe it. So that is something great. And they, people see that you're passionate about and you really want to protect the reef and see the, the cool things that you're doing to, to protect it. They will be more willing to do the same. Never ever judge anyone and never point the finger to any culture or any person at all. That's a matter uh, what they're doing that is what I've tried to do and lead by example you know I think that's a beautiful piece of advice and especially during this time I think we um, can all do with a bit more kindness and less judgment <laughs> yeah and remain positive always in life always in life remain positive no matter what during this time is I think that's what we need the most smile to each other help each other and remain really positive we will get out of this uh, sooner or later, for sure. And probably is something that will teach humans, uh, the whole population, that we have to be, like you say, kind to each other, kind to animals, kind to the planet, and help each other as much as we can. Beautiful. Uh, thank you so much. And I, I hope to chat to you soon once uh, you know tourism reopens and you can share some more of your experiences from the reef. Fantastic. Looking forward to get back to the race for sure. And if anyone is listening to this, we do highly encourage you to visit this incredible natural wonder. The Great Barrier Reef will take your breath away. Thank you once again, Pablo, for joining me. As always, I learned so much from you and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you again and to get out there and to get into some new explorations of the underwater world uh, just because the reef restoration work we've done together has been amazing and it's, it's truly inspiring to meet someone who not only works a full-time job but spends every other minute of the day volunteering to protect our oceans. 
So yeah, uh, as always, guys, make sure to check check out Graham Mose, who is the mind behind the music in this podcast. The little funky beats you're hearing. Uh, musicians are having a bit of a tough time now, especially if they depend on live perform- performances. So make sure to head on over to Graham Mose and maybe buy a CD or share some love by sharing his music or anything like that. Thank you guys, and I'll see you in the next episode.